Aloha. Thanks for joining us here. Ooh, aloha. This is Remembering Venus, Simple Feminine Wisdom. I'm your host, Nicole Dawn, and sitting here with me is co-host Keola Akana. I'm just here for the ride. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. I just want to take a moment to say thank you, Creator. Thank yes. you, God, for this day. I mean, we are sitting here in beautiful Hawaii. Um, thank you to this land and to the people here. Thanks for each of you showing up and tuning in. Uh, it is my intention to serve you. So I hope this does. And yeah. so it is. Well, we're sitting here on a beautiful afternoon in Hawaii. It's it's truly a, a blessing to be in this place and um, really focused in on feminine wisdom. There's a lot for us to learn as, as men and as fathers and as husbands. So there's a lot of stuff for us to uncover on this inaugural show. So we welcome you, first of all, wherever you're tuning in, you know, whether it's in the islands or in the United States or UK or wherever, um, you're going to get a lot out of this. Maybe Phoenix, Arizona. Or maybe hey. Phoenix, Arizona <laughs> too. But the first thing is, really, what is Remembering Venus Simple Feminine Wisdom? It's a toolbox for women, for men, for aunties, mothers um, to have in order to educate the little ones to tap into the innate wisdom that is not only within but reflected in nature all around us so is it building skills for us nicole is that what it really is about learning the 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 laws of nature versus the laws of man sure it's learning to listen and observe nature and understand that we are nature that we are um the children of mother nature and so just as our children look to us we should look to mother nature and there's a lot of wisdom and example in that some people might be tuning in and think, oh, my God, here's some heebie-jeebie about, you know, the, the the sky and the moon and the earth. But really, there's there's a, a real, there's reality to all of this. Uh, I, I, for one, have, have learned in, in just a short time that you have, I have talked. Let me, let me kind of ask you that. Who are we trying to appeal to and, and what are they going to get from this? Sure. Um, there is truth in this. And my intention in starting this project was to really reach the young women um, of our world and get to them and help them to understand their bodies, their minds and the rhythm that it has in correlation um, to nature. But I believe that I'm talking to other moms out there. You know, I'm, I'm talking to dads. I'm talking to aunties who are going to take this information and empower the young girls with it, empower their families with it. So when you say empower Give me a, a a specific on that. Is it is it more just reaching a, a happy place, balance? It's a, it's reaching a place of um, not only balance but harmony with your surroundings and and learning your own rhythms because not every day is the same. Um, and yeah, it's really about honoring and noticing what is what. Oh, you know, I I for for one have learned a lot from you because my life is so busy. I'm constantly looking at all these media devices, whether it's your phone or your iPad or your computer, television, whatever it is. I, for one, as a dad, feel so impatient sometimes. Impatient with my wife, impatient with my kids, particularly my teenage daughter. How can this show help me? Sure, it can help you because 
when you understand the rhythm that they're on, when you can even be the observer of their rhythm, knowing that it's connected, then you can act according. Then you can give the <laughs> space when uh, space is needed or you can move in close when that embrace is needed or you can serve that special food that's going to you know, nourish them when they need it or take them into nature or um, you know, just you can act according to, to the knowing just like you would if um, you were on a hike, taking a walk. So the, the person that is listening that wants to be here is that person that wants more education and use cues that nature has to offer. Is that like the moon? Sure. It would be not only the plants and animals that are on Earth, but looking up and noticing the moon and the sun and the planets and the sky and really um, looking at the patterns in which they travel and the ways in which plants grow and, uh, you know, the food harmonizes with other. Uh, there's just so many examples out there. So what you're saying, if I hear you right, is that really the, the plants, the animals, you know, celestial bodies affect me personally? Absolutely. Everything is connected. Give me an example of that for the folks that are listening. What, what is one of the things you've learned on, on how that happens? So one of the topics we'll talk about here on the show and um, that I'll cover in Remembering Venus, the book, is is moon charting, understanding the rhythm of the moon. You know, she's she's there every day. We see her in yeah. her multiple phases. And this is representative of women and the multiple phases that we have from the beginning of our cycle all the way through to the beginning of the next cycle. And so really tracking in accordance to that or even just connecting your breath to the environment around you, to the wind, if you will. Wow, that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited to hear how the wind We're going to uh, keep affects. it simple here, Yeah, folks. keep it simple today, <laughs> but there's a lot of information. Um, let's learn a little bit about you. So share a little bit about your background. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I am a mother to a seven-year-old beautiful daughter and an auntie to... Uh, nine nieces and four nephews. So I've got a big family and wow. yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for not only my mom and dad, but um, for each of their partners and their moms and dads. And ultimately that equals my five grandmothers that I have to thank for a lot of this. Were you raised in Hawaii? I was not raised in Hawaii. I was raised in Arizona by a mother who was from Hawaii. So wow. Um, how was that? How was life in Arizona? Life in Arizona was different than life in Hawaii, <laughs> I bet. Um, but we were sure to have everything Hawaiian that we could and including, you know, a life of water, whether it was at the lake or the pool or this was something that was integrated. But there uh -huh. was lots of horses and there was, uh, I guess, here in Hawaii, what we would consider a lot of mainland um, occurrences or situations. Um, uh -huh. I was lucky enough to um, have, you know, brother and sister. So I got to go on many adventures with them, whether it was horseback riding with my grandparents or traveling around um, to the local mountains and trees. We did it all. <laughs> so how did, you, how did you eventually get here to the islands? I was called. I think that's my truth. I wow. was um, 19 years old and... I just knew that I needed to be in Hawaii. And I think we discussed before, I thought it was the ocean that was calling me. It was uh -huh. the ocean. I always said, I'm an ocean girl. I'm a water girl. And I learned that from my mom. 
Uh, but once I came here, I've been here, you know, about 10 years now that I've stayed. And I find that the the jungle, the trees, the land is is equally as magical as the ocean here. So you've been here ever since you were at the age of 19? No, actually, I moved back to Arizona, okay. finished school at Arizona State University. Wow. And um, had some adventures there before I came back to Hawaii to stay. And I came back in 2010. When we talk about remembering Venus and this simple feminine wisdom, uh, how did it ever become apparent to you? Like, what gave you the idea of, of what we're talking about? The idea rooted from my nieces as they each either entered their menses or starting their period and or turn, turning 16 years old. It's like the sweet 16 um, there's been a few of them that have hit that mark in these last few years. And each and every time I'm wanting to gift them with something of value. And um, to me, the value is not in the iPhone or the gap or mm -hmm. the, you know, certificate to the mall. It was in giving them this wisdom. And so I tried, but what I found was that it needed to be packaged simply and um, in a book perhaps, or, you know, a voice like this that could be taken in over time not all at once so for you though just to get more clear give me an, an idea of how life was before simple feminine wisdom or, or before you had this sort of enlightenment i've been on the path of yoga since i was 16 years old practicing i would say that was a major turning point just the the desire to observe self without judgment that's a major yoga practice um, but there is some some pivotal points because at that point, life was chaotic for me. There was a lot of um, struggle, as I'm sure a lot of you listeners can understand. The yoga was a place where I got to tune into self. That was where it all began. But it certainly grew as, as I evolved, as my friendships and my sisterhoods and motherhood all evolved. Who were some of your guides um, during this time? I am so grateful for each and every one of my teachers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I can especially thank my five grandmothers. Um, wow. Five grandmothers. Yeah. Tell me that story. So, you know, mom and dad were divorced and remarried by the time I was four years old. So wow. I had not only a mom and a dad, but a stepmom and a stepdad. And one of the stepdad's fathers was remarried after um, so I had a, a another grandmother. So there's five total. <laughs> yeah. And how did how did they impact your life? Mm, they're some of my earliest teachers. They showed me the ways of of multiple different things. You know, one grandma was often taking me out into nature to see. She would take me on these drives, my sister and I, to go to you know limestone mountain or to go to some caverns or to go to a small town with. A, some sort of nature that we were going to observe and my sister and I can remember looking at each other and being like what are we doing here <laughs> in the middle of nowhere um, but it was important to her to show us nature it was important to her to teach us about the sky and the stars in the sky um, which grandma was this what was that was name? grandma Irene wow grandma Irene yeah and what about the other four any what what did they impart up you know. Yeah, so Grandma Dew, Grandma Virginia was always very loving and kind. Um, she was just as sweet as a button. And Grandma Floyd was my, Irene Floyd, that was my, you know, she was fierce and strong <laughs> and Native American and really wanted me to understand those roots and was very dedicated to me being in nature and riding horses. And 
Um, then I had my grandma, Joan Littell, who was always just on point. She smelled good. She looked good. She was sweet and she was just full of love uh, all the time. And then grandma Melba was in my life on a daily basis. And she was the one who taught me um, selflessness. She really just gave to everyone around her, no matter what she had no limits. Um, So they were, they were some of my earliest examples. They were some of my refuge, if you will. Um, when, when life was chaotic and when school was unstable and when, um, you know, the first deaths occurred in my life, things like that. So then you learned from them and then you had a sort of a, a turning point. Uh, you you mentioned yoga, Mm -hmm. uh, what, what age were you at that time when you kind of realized, Hey, this is something that can really benefit my life. I was 16 and I knew it going, I knew it going into the class. I knew that I wasn't there for a stretch. I was there because I had already gone to church with all of my friends. I'd been to every, every sector and religion and church that you could go to. And, <laughs> and, um, yoga is where I found myself able to be at church with self. If you will, I was really able to, um, connect to creator and to the light and to the love within and um, so that was a, a major pivotal point. And I have some amazing teachers to thank there, Jen Shirelli and John and um, everyone that was part of, of the movement at, um, at One Yoga. That was early days. But oh, yeah. since then, I've, I've been so lucky to have other teachers that have taught me. You know, when I moved here to Hawaii, I was so, so fortunate to oh, yeah. have not only sisters um, who have come to me and helped me with la'au, which is healing um, plants here in Hawaii. Right, Kayla? You could probably talk more about that. Um, But Lomi Lomi as well. So I I had um, that Hawaiian healing not only practiced, but also I was lucky enough to learn. Um, So I'm really grateful for Uncle Alva. And then for um, another teacher, Juan Morales, a Peruvian teacher who who just really taught me a, a lot of value to nature and life and so so you had some great great teachers both the list in goes on and, and on here mm. and you put all this together and now we're, we're launching this remembering yeah. venus so let's let's kind of dive into some of the a little bit of the the lessons and things that we might learn and how that might help them well some of the things that you might learn are how to observe self without judgment how to um, notice what's happening with yourself. And so then that way it can change when there's judgment attached to things, then it creates a cycle of judgment. So uh, the first thing would be just stepping back and observing nature and observing yourself and how those simple observations can change the way that you see things. So give me an example, a way that that might happen. So, for example, if you are doing a balancing pose or you're trying to do a inhale and exhale five times that is balanced yes. and you notice that you stumble and fall to your left or um, if you're in this tree pose, maybe you fall forward or maybe you stay perfectly balanced. Um, perhaps when you're doing the breathing exercise, you might notice that you have shallow breath or you might notice that your breath is very deep. Um, neither right or wrong. It's just the observation without judgment that changes things. In yoga, it's called svadhyaya. Wow, that's a, that's a word. <laughs> Can you say that again? Svadhyaya. And what does that mean? It means self-observation without judgment. 
Wow, that's a beautiful word. It is a beautiful word. Yeah. And the idea my teachers have taught me that when we observe without judgment, then we allow for there to be change. That when we judge, the the it's a different part of the brain, really, that gets triggered and keeps you in that judgment. Um, it's the pathway. So if you can imagine, I'm going deep with you, your mm -hmm. neurons in your brain, when something happens, it's going to travel. And if it's traveling to a place of judgment, especially a judgment that you've made before, that path is readily traveled. It's gone there before. Um, in order to not have the neuron go to that same place all the time, we have to observe without judgment. And when we observe without judgment, then the neuron goes from the part of our brain that is observing, that is noticing, into the frontal lobe. The frontal lobe, it recalibrates and it creates a new path. So you're literally allowing yourself the opportunity wow. to let go of that judgment. So in the example, when we're striking a pose and we're a yoga pose, I would imagine, right? Yeah. And we're, we're finding that we're out of balance or we're shifting to one side or the other. It's when you say without judgment. When you it, just notice it. You just notice it. You're not being hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not saying I'm clumsy. I'm not good at this. I'm, I shouldn't be here. It's just noticing how your body is in the seat that it is. Yeah, at, and at it's truth. Moment. Like, so I just fell to my left side or I just um, held my breath during that whole pose. It's not to say sh shame or good. It's not good or bad. It's just observing it without judgment will allow that neuron to go to the frontal lobe and create a new path. Well, that's definitely a simple, not just a simple feminine wisdom, but that's such a simple wisdom. That's what makes the difference is the consciousness, whether it's with your breath or whether it's with um, just listening to your own thoughts. It's consciously listening to those little stories we tell ourselves or the little words that we say to ourselves over and over. And, and, you know, it gets even deeper, Kayla, because <laughs> a lot of times when we observe without judgment, then we come to realize that that, that thing that's repeating in our mind or that judgment that we have on ourselves. Um, for example, the, like we use, like, I'm just clumsy. I yes. can't, that might not even be your own self judgment. That could be something that your mother or your auntie or somebody said mm. to you that you brought in and now it repeats in your mind and you just, because of the judgment that comes along with it, it continues to repeat. Yes. Yeah. A lot of judgment and uh, from family and especially your parents. So then you look at that and you say, wait, that's not even mine and it's not serving me anymore. So I notice that I said it. And what happens is the next time that your brain goes to think that mm -hmm. um, there is a split moment before that neuron travels down that same path again, that you get the opportunity to once again practice non-judgment nice. and let it go to the frontal lobe. And after enough practice, then it no longer travels that route anymore. Well, you talked about breathing. Is there something... It's funny we're even talking about breathing. I mean, don't we all naturally just breathe? Sure we do. But there's a big difference between mindful or conscious breathing and unconscious breathing. Um, How so? Well, the difference being, um, so I, my mom, mama, I love you. I can thank you for this because she's the queen of holding her breath. So I got to learn from her and that um, very much so when somebody is stressed and or um, fearful, then the breath gets like pulled in and held in shallow. and not even, sometimes it can be shallow, but it can also just be a holding of the breath. Okay. Like literally, like I'm going to just, and then a lot of times you'll hear, ah, yes, 
but it's, it's, um, so that would be an unconscious breath. You're not really thinking and your emotions are changing the rhythm of your breath. It's dictating the, the breathing. It is. It is to where if you choose to make the breath a conscious breath, then your attention is there on inhaling and exhaling. And then secondary is the emotion or the conversation that you're having about whatever it is. So this, this idea of breathing differently is something powerful that we can use? Absolutely. So one of the things I want to share is the word pranayama. It's a Sanskrit word and Sanskrit, as most of you probably know, is one a very... One more time, pranayama? Yep, pranayama. Okay. Sanskrit's an ancient uh, language and much like the Hawaiian language, these ancient languages are said to carry vibrational tones that really... Um, align with the word that you're saying it's it's um in it's in coordinates with it and so pranayama is prana is a sanskrit word that if translated the you can translate it to energy or life force Mm -hmm. and yama if translated is to give or receive or to contract or to release so so the giving and the receiving of energy or life force is what we are doing when we practice mindful breathing funny in hawaiian we call it mana um you said prana and hawaiian they say mana for mm -hmm. spiritual energy so as we as we hold the breath are we harvesting this energy no um well it depends like i of course there's breathing techniques where you can utilize the 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 holding in once you've filled up of prana once you have a lot of air if you will in there um prana side note is said to ride in and out on the breath it is not the breath alone it is a mana it is an energy that travels in and out on the breath mm -hmm. and so when we're conscious of our breathing then we are consciously drawing that energy in and out. Now, if you can incorporate an intention with that, you go a level deeper. So say your intention is peace. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to take five deep breaths where I say I'm breathing in peace. I'm breathing out peace. And then you're, you're literally channeling that energy to come in on the breath and fill you up and to release on the breath and to be shared. So likewise, could I say love and yeah, channel in love? Absolutely. Joy, channel mm -hmm. in joy. So you're saying prana is just the, the, the vehicle that's carrying the passengers. Prana is the energy. You can get specific with what energy you want. Okay. Okay. G give me one little tidbit of how I would do it. Sure. Um, so a simple balanced breath or sama pranayama is done by um, just situating your body. So if you listeners out there are able to right now, um, not driving, of course, if you're able to find a little patch of grass or sand or dirt, you can put both feet down. Um, if you're barefoot, it's even better. And you find balance in your body, left side and right side, top and bottom front and back you take a moment to just acknowledge that your feet are planted down on the earth i'm sure a lot of you out there have done this before but um, just tuning into the fact that you are supported by mother earth that it is in fact underneath your feet whether you are inside of a house or on the 50th floor beneath that structure is the earth and just acknowledging that as your feet settle mm -hmm. and then just take a deep breath in 
and exhale the air all of the way out. Notice if your body is balanced right now, if left side and right side is even with one another, front and back, top and bottom. Take another breath in through the nose. Exhale out of your mouth. We're only going to do this for five to ten breaths. I just want you to notice the difference. Breathing in through the nose. You can switch the breath to coming out through the nose as well if it's comfortable. You might notice as you observe for a breath or two, is your inhale longer or shorter than your exhale? Is your exhale longer or shorter than your inhale? And then just simply bringing your fingertips to touch one another in your lap or at your heart center. Taking another three deep breaths. Try to balance your inhale with your exhale. So taking a breath in and just noticing. As you exhale the air out, try to empty every little bit out. When you get to the bottom, you can even like to get that extra bit mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And then inhale through the nose. So that was about seven. So try to exhale for seven. Inhale, balancing with the exhale. And then exhale. If Mm. the exhale is longer, that's okay. You'll just use the inhale to match it. Once the exhale gets to the ultimate, you're breathing out as much as you can. Then you're going to inhale in order to equal that exhale for three breaths. This is a simple, mindful, balancing breath that will... Um, certainly integrate the left side of your body and the right side of your body um, as well as brains. That's yeah. nice. It makes you wonder why we don't do this every minute of the day. You know, just breathe in deeply yeah. <laughs> so that you constantly... But I, I guess that's the point too is being aware of, you know, your breathing and, and it makes me think, oh, even my heart. Mm. You know, the, the, the pulse of my heart and the blood flow and that whole conscious... It's a lot of it is just that consciousness. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. The heart rate will naturally slow. You'll notice as you exhale heavily, the heart rate will go down. You might even become a little bit more sensitive to feeling your pulse through your body. Right. Um, This pulse is there for a reason. So that's that's a that's a simple tool, folks, for you to use. I hope you guys are feeling it too, wherever you're at. And um, a nice little exercise that we do on on the program. Um, anything else that you wanted to share with us, Nicole? Well, actually, you earlier uh, shared with me a nice quote <laughs> by Yogananda. I'd like to share it with the listeners. You want to yeah, tell them par- what that is? Paramhansa Yogananda. Uh, for those of you who know, he's, he's uh, a yogi. And one of his sayings was, be actively calm and calmly active. I always remembered it. I think I read it when I was in my teens and it stuck with me all these years. I think it's pretty applicable for this right now because part of being in breath is choosing to be calm, but you have to actively engage in the mindfulness of breathing. So profound, profound thinker. Well, it's been awesome. I think Thank you, um, Kayola. there's a lot of things we learned here t- today. Hey. Hey. Well, you know, we've got more Shout coming out. up for those of you who yeah, want to so tune in and listen a, in the future. Give us a little promo on the next episode. 
Sure. I'm going to be sitting down with a dear sister and friend, Love Chance. She's the owner of Indigenous Soap Company. She is a birthing coach and um, medicinal plant lover. And she's going to be sitting down to discuss um, how not only nature is our first mother Mm -hmm. and we can learn from nature by watching, but also how our children are learning from us and how um, how we can be the best example possible. I'm excited for that one. She's a she's quite a, a successful business owner. So for those of you who are business owners and are just active, trying to make a living for your family and and run a crew at work and then come home and run your family crew, it's going to be a pretty exciting. She's to got a to. lot of good insight in that area, and I'm excited to hear what she has to say. That's awesome. This has been a great half an hour with you, Nicole. And on this first show, I think we we did pretty good. I think so. I hope this served you all and that the love and the light has reached you. One more thing, Nicole. If people wanted to reach out to you, get more information. Sure. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at rememberingvenus or uh, rememberingvenus.com. Awesome. And we can get a little bit more on you and, and some of those techniques. Okay, well, we look forward to having everybody join us in the next time. This is Keola Akana for Nicole Don. This is Remembering Venus. Simple feminine wisdom. Wishing you a beautiful rest of your day. Have a great afternoon. Aloha. Aloha.